What is up, everybody? Welcome to this Trainwreck Sports Podcast, where we pay the bills. It's Jake Micah, and I am joined by special guest, former Buffalonian, comedian, Josh Potter. Josh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, Thanks really for having me. On the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yes. uh, former Buffalonian, I, I wish it was, I mean, I hate that. That sounds, makes me sad. Always Buffalonian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We're forever, forever Western New Yorkers. You can't get it. So we're both displaced. If I'm, I'm a Chicagoan now. You're living in Los Angeles. How long have you been in LA now? Because I feel like I remember. I, I remember. I don't remember when it was, but I stuck in my memory the day that you said. I think you tweeted out like I'm going to LA. Like I'm leaving Buffalo. I'm leaving the edge and going to follow your dreams. It was. It wasn't. I mean, it's. That's an awesome story and an exciting thing. You've been out there for quite a while now doing the thing, doing shows. I know you got a sh- podcast, the Josh Potter show every Wednesday. So tell me, talk about what you've been working on the last couple of years out there. Cause it's awesome. Yeah. Man. I mean, uh, I left, I it's been six years now, just hit six years, the anniversary of me. Like I got here on the 5th of September. So just hit the anniversary wow. of six years, not too long ago. But yeah, it's been like it's been kind of like it's kind of crazy to think that it's been six years already because I mean, part of it was COVID. So it feels like I just got here. still, kind of, you know. Yeah. So you probably like got to L.A., got used to like normal life, whatever you're doing. COVID hits. L.A. changes completely. You know, California is, you know, completely different world. And now you're getting back used to it. Yeah, it's been uh, it's it's coming, but it's it's already back. I mean, like, you know, it's I mean, even in Chicago or other cities, even Buffalo, like I go home to Buffalo now and it's still a little weird like that, you know, restaurant like gym stakeout closes at like midnight. Mighty Taco closes at like 10 p.m. You're like, what happened? (laughs) But it's all covid related, I guess. Yeah. And I do miss those late night 
Mighty Taco runs very yeah. much when I was back home. You know, go back home. You know, you count on those. You're waiting on those. So I was just back there back in uh, August. I was back home doing my fantasy football draft, and I ate Mighty Taco no less than five times. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Gets better every time, too. Gets yeah. better every time. <laughs> well, I appreciate you hopping on the show here. Um, talk, you want to talk about what you've been working on? What's your what you got going on? I know you've got shows coming up uh, along the West Coast and your podcast every week. So, Yeah, ahead. I mean, I do the podcast every Wednesday. It comes out and, uh, you know, just performing live around, around and about. Um, Going to be in Buffalo, actually, for Thanksgiving Eve at Helium. That's on sale. So I thought might as well promote that on here you know i'd imagine you know most of the audience probably from buffalo yeah or is it displaced people like you no this I. is a so this is a buffalo based show i'm trying to grow the displacement the displacement out you know so yeah uh we'll put that up here too uh, at helium on thanksgiving eve that's exciting that's a that's yeah november a 22nd yeah i mean have your friends and family come out see your show and everything like that's that's gonna be a fun time so yeah go check out Josh at Helium Thanksgiving. There's listen, we all know how fun Thanksgiving Eve can be. There's no better. Go get some laughs, go get some drinks at Helium, and then go hit Chippewa and do do your thing. Like hell yeah. That's the way to go. So yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Uh I wish I was gonna be in town for Thanksgiving because I would definitely try to go hit that up. But go check out Josh while he's there. And you, hey, when you're in Chicago, you gotta let me know too. Cause I will definitely for sure. I uh I'm definitely coming back in 2024 to Chicago. So i I was there literally like this time last year. But uh, I'll be back in 2024 for sure. Glad, glad to hear it because I've uh, I've enjoyed the comedy scene out here since I moved here. It's been a, it's been a blast to go to a couple uh, different spots, Laugh Factory and everything else that they got going on here. Um, so, what's your before we get into any bills thing? Where's your favorite place been to perform so far? You've been seems like you've been traveling around for a while now. What's your what's your favorite city that you've that you've been able to perform in, like crowd wise, yeah, you mean. know, atmosphere or just place that you visited or like this place is way doper than I thought it was. Gonna that's tough. I mean, it's like, I really just love performing literally everywhere. I mean, it's like, I don't, people like bitch about they're like, oh, you're going to Poughkeepsie or you go to like Des Moines or something like that. And I really like going to just about everywhere. I mean, everywhere in the continental United States is pretty solid by me. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that's from being born in Buffalo and like people shitting on Buffalo so often, but like, uh, I really don't like people are like, oh, sorry, you, you know, after a show sometimes in some cities, depending on where you are, people will be like, sorry, you had to come to whatever city, you know? And I'm like, well, I, I wanted to come here. You know, there's people here, there's a club here. So I don't know. It's a tough answer. I, I think I like look forward to going to like Denver, I guess. I love going there. Um, you know, I like going to, uh, you know, the Midwest is fun. I like like Pittsburgh. I like, you know, the yeah. Rust Belt. I mean, I really can't, pinpoint one city over another you and i are i, I love that answer because you and i are kindred spirits and maybe it is something to do with being in buffalo and and you know hearing what we hear about buffalo you know through the bills and everything else the whole time because i've uh i've traveled a lot the last 10 years of my life just i played junior hockey so i was moving around then moved for college oh, cool. and i settled here in chicago so i i've i really like everywhere i go and i think it's just from like that kind of thing but also just trying to find like there's all there's something there to enjoy everywhere whether it's a big city and there's you, you want the nightlife or you want just different options or if it's somewhere that's be like beautiful site-wise or whatever else yeah there's there's beauty in everywhere in the world so right no exactly it's like if if people came to buffalo and they didn't 
know what to do or whatever, I could see them being like, this place is boring or whatever. And you could say that about everywhere. And you could also go to a place with an open mind and try and like experience just like hanging out, you know, and I like going to like quiet places. I'd even take like vacation to places like Omaha if I could. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there I like like qu- kind of quiet places like that finding like gems and within there. I'm with that. I'm with that completely. Um I'm like I live here in Chicago, you know, you think big city whatever else. My favorite part's just the lake. Like I live close to the lake. Oh I, nice. I, I spend all my time by the water whatever and it's like I've lived by a lake my whole life whatever like that, but it's like you just find the little things that you want to enjoy. And I'm with you with like the Omaha is a great, great city, but like the, those are the cities you find with the charm and the people that you get to meet too. And I'm sure that you right. get that experience a lot with the, with the way that you go and the acts before. I'm sure you meet with people and everything afterwards too, like getting to meet the people, getting involved in the culture and just like seeing how happy everybody else is around. You're like, dang, maybe it's not so bad here. Like if they could be happy here, I could do it too. So yeah, for sure. Love that. Chicago's so, dope though. I, I love Chicago. I mean, if there was a place I always like kind of dream about moving back to Buffalo eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's a place that I would go to that is in LA or Buffalo, it'd probably be Chicago to live. Okay. I'm sorry. Love to hear that. I'm, I'm trying to spread the good word of Chicago to the rest of the world um, because yeah, it's a great city here. So how do you like LA? Like, do you, so do you love living in LA now? Are you like used to it? Like, I know it's like a, and there's different LA's, different versions of LA too. So I don't know what exactly your Los Angeles experience is, but I've heard every gamut of uh, every everything on the spectrum for it. Yeah, people shit all over it. I mean, it's like it's like a, it's kind of like you know we were talking about those other cities where it's like I you know I live here, so I try to keep an open mind about it all and like try sure. to have a positive outlook. And you know, I never even had thought to that I was ever going to live here. It wasn't like in the cards until like an opportunity arose. And, um, you know, once I, once that happened, I was like, well, this is where I'm going to live. I got to make the best of it. COVID obviously made it seem like Thunderdome for a little while. And that was a little (laughs) weird, but it also kind of was, you know, it kind of lowered LA's bar to like where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Like coming from the East coast and like, coming from a uh at the time when i lived there for the most part an economically dilapidated city of buffalo so now it's like you know whatever happens here i i can deal with you know what i'm saying i i wasn't like going to nobu or whatever the hell you know when it, when all that went down but um you know it has its uh positive things and negative things obviously but i think you know i found my way here and i don't mind it as much as some people you know what I mean? But I mean, at the end of the day, I do not believe this will be the place I live forever, but it is where I have to live to work right now. So I'm trying to make the best right. of it, I guess you could say. No, nah, I feel that in my soul. Chicago was not my first choice either, but I'm here for work and then you, you make the best of it. And I feel like that's the biggest thing about the biggest misconceived notions about a bigger city in general and maybe it's also from living in buffalo and hearing opinions on bigger cities especially new york city and that's like you hear all the stuff about new york city and everything everybody's big city guys like i feel like it's filtered through new york city to everything else but you can really make chicago and i'm sure it's the same for la whatever you want it to be like it can be if you want it to be you're going to nobu or you're going to the loop every night and and, yeah going to fancy dinners and that's the life you want to do sure but you can live 
whatever life you want. I'm sure you could go, you know, get your beautiful hikes in in the morning and do all right. those types of things, go to the beach and everything else. Like you can make life whatever you want it to be. And that's the beautiful thing about living somewhere in that with a metropolitan area like that. You got everything you want in the same spot and you can just make life however you want. So I'm glad to hear. I love the positive outlook on it. Love making the best of things. But what is it like being a Bills fan in L.A.? Has it changed I, over the last six years, too? No, I mean, like, well, it does suck that when I did move here, it's like the year we drafted Josh Allen and like things took a took a drastic turn, obviously, for the best. Because, yeah. you know, I used to when I worked on Trent Reagan and stuff, I used to go in the locker room every week. I used to like be around the team a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was through some pretty awful years, you know, from J.P. Lossman up through like E.J. Manuel. Uh, for while we had the rights to the Bills broadcast, and so mm-hmm. I was, I did have some FOMO, I will say. Oh, yeah, you know, missing some of those games at the Ralph. Uh, and I've gone to, I try to go to a game a year, whether it be at the Ralph or like away. Like last year, I went to the season opener here in LA, uh, against the Rams, and this year, I think I'm gonna go to the game against the Jets on November 19th, but I mean. Going back, it makes it also like the last uh, the game that I saw before I went to the Rams game, I went and I saw them play the Colts where they stomped us like 50 something. Like, I mean, it was an awful game. And I was like, is it me? Is it my fault that this is happening? Because the game that I saw before that, before COVID, the last game I saw before COVID was Nathan Peterman here in L.A. at the like StubHub Center. Oh, man. So So I started feeling like it was my fault because like I hadn't gone to a game since then. And then I finally like, you know, COVID went through. And then I, uh, you know, when I came out of it, I went home to watch them play. The Colts got destroyed. I'm like, God, I mean, I can't catch a W. So I think I broke the curse with the Rams game last season. I think so. That's a, that's fair. And, and, you know, the third time's the charm. You got the, they had two bad yeah. ones in a row, and then you got the third one as a good one. I think that's just par for the course if you're a Bills fan. You you might get a terrible experience. The last home Bills game I went to was before I moved, and it was the Monday night wind game uh, against mm. the I bought it. It was for my my mom. My, my mom and I have the same birthday, so it was a couple weeks after that. So we it was like a big thing. We're all excited. Monday night football, first primetime game we ever go to, and then all of a sudden we're tailgating and in our car it's 80 degrees so i know that feeling of uh, being like that was the uh that was the game where mac jones threw like three passes right like three yes. attempts not even three passes yes and and only just ran it. Game, uh, yeah i got i had the damian harris touchdown i was on the not the tunnel end the other side so got that right in my face so yeah it wasn't the best bills experience but it was even not the best bills experience yeah Highmark Stadium is still an incredible experience. It's funny you say the 19th. We might have to have a Labatt together because I think that's the game I'm coming home for. That's two days Hell yeah, my birthday. So if we, we do that, I'd love to see you there. But that just yeah, for be, sure. It's going to be a little bit of a <laughs> – it's a little bit interesting now at this time too because as we'll get into the rest of the season now, obviously the outlook for a lot of teams has changed. And I think – I don't know how you – felt about after week one i mean there was just it was so chaotic for so many different reasons and then last week just felt like some normalcy so where do you stand were you freaking out after week one or were you more just like listen bad games happen this is like the craziest circumstances and now are like this is more normal you know i i wasn't freaking out after week one because i don't know what it is uh i noticed this thing about josh allen where like he gets amped 
and he plays like shit when he gets amped. Like he's like, it's like his adrenaline is pumping so much. And I think like on primetime games, he has it happen a little bit more. And every time, like, I feel like he overthrows when his like adrenaline is just like flowing through his veins. And also added to that, like the last three Monday night football games or the last two Monday night. I mean, that was the first game since the, I mean, it was DeMar Hamlin dies on the field. And then we came yes. back and it's Aaron Rodgers is like coming out like the Patriot with a American flag on nine 11. I mean, it's just like crazy moments. And I think that like, I think Josh Allen still has a hard time, like tempering his uh, adrenaline. Even when we play home games, like he comes out of that tunnel running out there. It takes him like a drive or two to like settle down. I still think, you know, even if it's like a one o'clock game on a Sunday. So I, th- I wasn't too worried. I hate when the bills are on Monday night football because of that reason. And other, re- I mean, we just saw snake bitten. I feel like, and though the jets kind of had it worse with Aaron Rodgers going down, they still won the game in overtime. And I just feel like it was just immense chaos and a giant spotlight. And I would rather us, let's just play some Sunday games at one o'clock just to get a, some dubs under our belt, you know, luckily we got a couple more of those coming up, but yeah, I'm, I think it's a great point about, about Allen because you know, there's like this, some weird stat about Joe Burrow where like his resting heart rate is like lower than it should be. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. at that point, he's so calm and everything. And there's no way Josh Allen is that no. way. It is, I love that. It's down. he's all heart and like, adrenaline and he just gets juiced up for the moment and i think like uh i think that's good but i feel like he has to like have like a second to like just chill out you know what i mean yeah like the throwing up before games is like it's it's a it's a cool i guess cool story whatever like you want your like whatever like it's a funny thing to hear about yeah, i don't know if i like that one i was like, it speaks to you, up like every, what you, every time <laughs> yeah like, that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every game, dude, you throw up before it. That's crazy. I mean, like, I perform in front of various amounts of people. Like, it could be a small amount. It could be a large amount. But I've never, like, had to puke before it, you know? No, I can't say. I've, you know, I've been in athletic contests or anything. I've never felt the need. Sure. That's, like, the yeah, just the, the adrenaline. Like, he's, like you're saying, he gets cooking. I think something underrated about that whole thing Monday is that Aaron Rodgers is the dude's idol, too. And then he watched his Achilles snap on the field. Right. It was, it was another, and like, also they could be having flashbacks to like the Mar Hamlin, like it's Monday mm-hmm. night football. And it, I, you know, I don't think people take in, even like with the way last season ended, I really feel like, I mean, it was just mentally, they were all fried. I mean, it was like the, the crazy travel playing three games in like 10 days or whatever the hell it was going to Detroit, getting marooned in Chicago, uh, from the blizzards and everything like that. I feel like that. And then the DeMar Hamlin stuff, it was all like so much that they were just fried when the Bengals came to town for that playoff game, you know? And so I feel like they knocked that little bit of rust off week one. We still went to overtime against the, that crazy defense that could be the best defense in the league. And Mm. I, I was like, let's see what happens with the Raiders before I get nervous or not. And we took it to the Raiders like we should have. And, I feel like um, we're back on course. We'll see how it goes against the old commanders here. They have a pretty good defense, a better one than the Raiders do. And so we'll see how we handle that. But I feel like we're back on course at the very least. Yeah, you and I are way too aligned for this podcast because I did not. Uh, 
I was not, I was a very, I'm very anti-panic when it comes to football in general. Like the football season's so long game by game. Like you can't just, you can't get up and down like that with them. And it just felt like last week just felt like what they were supposed to, like the week one felt like the anomaly. And like you said, you're in overtime in a game with you have four turnovers. Like that's yeah. kind of crazy that you're even in that game. So if you're, I mean, like, we had the lead up until the end, despite the four, you know what I mean? Like, it and was... with Allen's play, even his chaotic play all the way through when they needed to get down into field goal position under two minutes, what did they do? It was like automatic. And then he's yep. right down there and he gets him into position too. And I feel like one of those interceptions was, that was almost like a punt at the end of the first half there. He yeah. just kind of like did like a schoolyard punt where he just <laughs> threw it up into the end zone from the 20 yard line. I'm like, we should just, if it wasn't detrimental to his statistics or whatever, we should just punt that way every time, like freak <laughs> him out and make him think like we're going for it every time on fourth down and then just have Allen chuck it to the end zone. You know, <laughs> That's a great idea. You get some unsuspecting cornerbacks. Although if they, I guess they could just let the ball fall and then it's an incomplete Yeah, pass, someone but... might catch on it eventually but yeah yeah, yeah 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 it might be a good like tool in the arsenal though and i feel yeah, like yeah. i tweeted that right after i was like solid arm pump by allen that was great and you know it was it would have been great if the defense didn't let up an 83 yard run right after that like right. that was the more bigger problem it could have just been a punt and then they're back at the 40 so yeah allen he's just he's gonna be prone to those things i think his whole career it's the Favre experience i keep asking my uncle is a diehard packers fan so he lived through and he's a villas fan too so he's he's followed both teams i'm like is this just like what he's like yes he's like this is the most it's the same he's like i can't believe i have to watch this again in my life like it's so (laughs) infuriating but it's yeah it's it's just your gunslinger thing you know it's gonna happen and i don't know i mean i grew up with the bills never even sniffing the playoffs going nine and seven you know whatever dick Duran. so i feel like all of this has been cherry on top like we've gone like people think like last season like did are you upset they regressed i'm like regressed why because we went to the divisional round instead of the <laughs> afc championship like we're in the mix here baby like the window's still open and I mean, as long as we're making the playoffs and winning divisions, I'm pretty hyped on the team. Like, I'm not going to get too too low on them at any mm-hmm. rate, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm completely with you because I don't believe in Super Bowl or bust when it comes to a team, unless you're like the Rams from a couple years ago who literally like their roster was going to be depleted afterwards. Yeah, you knew it was gone after that, yeah. Because it takes too, it's too hard to win. Like you just need to be there and have a chance at the end. And like you said, why would why have they regressed? Because they won the division three years because they didn't make the championship. Their the right. game that everybody talks about them and anointed them for the Super Bowl wasn't even the championship game. It was a divisional game. That's it's right like, against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and the year before, you know, it's like they are there. And they, and when you when you see what seventeen can do on a day like last week, and who knows what that Raiders team and that Raiders team could end up being one of the worst teams in the league for all we know whatever Mm -hmm. i mean jimmy g looked i don't know that was it was not what i was expecting a lot of Devontae adams and nothing else from that offense and everything but if allen can play under control like that they're gonna be they're damn near unstoppable because then when he wants to go out of control what are you gonna do with yeah i'm with you i think like just overall like they're in such a great spot they're still one of these teams that everybody wants like Everybody in the league would take two straight divisional appearances and a, and a or yeah. four straight playoff appearances and four straight ten win seasons and all these things that we have. Like, and you're, what you're saying, I'm used to. The, I 
all I knew was terrible football. I should have never even been a Bills fan. All my friends in high school were Patriots fans, Colts fans. Oh, that's disgusting. You're stupid. They're like, why are you a Bills fan? I'm like, this will work out someday. That's disgusting. It was bad. They were Buffalonians and they were Patriots fans? Ugh, I can't believe that happened. That's gross. Patriots. There were some Patriots, some Eagles, some some Colts. It was all over the place. Steelers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just, yeah, it's seeing that graphic every time they show like the AFC East winners, you know, all the time, it used to just be 20 Patriot logos in a row. And now finally we're moving it down and we've got three bills ones there in a row and we're shuffling them down. I just want to like get rid of all the pay. Like that's, it's not like I'm going to sit here and be complacent about it. Obviously I want us to win a super bowl every, every year, but you know, and people always ask me like, how do you think the bills are going to do, you know, out here, it's funny because it's almost like people are like, oh, cool, you're a Bills fan because they don't see that every day. You know, people are like Cowboys fans or they're like whatever mm-hmm. fans, but they don't see Bills fans every day. So they like have been really kind and they like, oh, what do you think they're going to do this year? And I say the same thing every time. I've said it since, you know, I was a child. I think they're going to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. That's what I say. And I <laughs> earnestly think that. And I'll always say that at the beginning of every season, no matter who or what is going on you know as you should as you should yeah See, i've never been as optimistic as you but i was every year it's not even optimism it's just i have to go into it believing that otherwise what kind of fan am i that's true you're you're that's that's a great way to look at it because i've been uh it, i've i've been in my life uh, even the jp lossman days any of these days i'm looking at the schedule for it i'm like ah you know that's a that's a 12 and there are 12 and 14 things, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, like I'm looking, I was one of my favorite things I used to do was once that playoff machine opened up, if the bills were 500, I'm like, all right, how many games we got to win? Like you just <laughs> got to have faith. And now there's actual reason to have. Faith. Yes. Like, of course, legit reason to have, to be excited. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah, like people, when I see people arguing about, the bills and just like worried about where they are in the league and all these like questions and nitpicking that go on on the internet. Mostly it's like, let's enjoy this. Like this could, it, it is, this is the most fun I've had watching the bills in my whole life and they could change. Yeah. It. And it's such a journey. It's such a long ride during the season. Like the playoffs will come and they will be there. We can worry about the playoff games when they come. Let's just enjoy the ride till we get there. I could not believe the reaction to losing to the Bengals last season in the playoffs. Like people wanted to just burn the whole thing down. And it's like, what are you talking about? You want to hit the reset button. Now we just, we're still won three divisions in a row. Uh, You know, we're in the playoffs in the mix. Every time you want to like fire McDermott and Bean. like, what are you talking about? It's, it was so alarming to me, honestly. It is. It's I've uh so last year was my first year doing this podcast, first year like earnestly trying to cover the bills for train wreck and everything. So this is my second year. So I've learned a lot, obviously. And last year, what a year to start to start doing mm. last year. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, how do you like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like people, there's a different, there's a couple different ways that people take in American football and I'm just in a different category. I think that's what it is. And so now, like last year, I would get mad. I'd be I'd be firing off things at people, going back and forth. Like, what's wrong? Like, can't we just be pot? La, la, la. And like, now I'm just like, y'all just, if this is what, do you think that this is going to be the end of the Bills? Like this one thing, Sean McDermott's bad 
you know, yeah. and on fourth down or whatever. Like I'm, I tell you, there are teams, you could be the bears right now who are yeah. one of the craziest situations, obviously going on very serious and on the field too. It's like, there are so many organizations out there in flux that are dying, wishing that they could be the Buffalo bills. And I, and I mean, we've seen this happen. Like the bears, like their defensive coordinator, just like up and quit. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, personal reasons or whatever else. But I remember when the bills were like a dumpster fire like that too. Like I remember when like Turk Schoner, like I don't remember why, but he got like fired before the season even started. And like Malarkey was like punching people in the front office. Like they threw Alex Van Pelt in there when he hadn't even like been an offensive coordinator yet at all. Uh, It just like endless calamities. The The whole Mike Malarkey era with um I forget who the hell the GM was, but the guy from the white hair guy, Donahoe. Don Donahoe, yeah. Yeah, and it was like that that was all just like people were fighting in the in the offices in the field house. Like I never want to go back to that again. I mean we very well could someday, but to look at it and be like, oh our you know our defense is like a, a run game sieve. I'm like, oh that's the biggest issue right now. Like it's not uh, our coaches and front office guys like fist fighting in the facilities. Okay, cool. We can deal with that at the very least. Yeah, I am. I completely agree. Like we are, I do not long for the days of Dick Duran where we are. I got to give a shout out to my dad. It's 730 Eastern uh, time right now. So seven to nine is coined by him, the Dick Duran hour for anything. That's what he wanted. <laughs> that's hilarious. Football hours to be. And that's, I do not miss those days. Not at all. Even no, yeah. Johnson, my favorite bill, you know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Chaggy, no, I don't want any of that. I don't want any part of that. That's the one version of the bills that I like really thought could have been amazing. And like, I really wish it was. Cause like, I really liked Chan Gailey so much. Like I, he was maybe my favorite bills coach of that, like drought era. And uh, I really like enjoyed, you know, Fitzpatrick was awesome. And we had to for a sec, you know, like I really loved that, uh, t- that time frame, And I thought we could have been all, aw- even like Doug Whaley's tenure as GM. I was mm-hmm. like looking at the guys and I'm like, everyone's kind of a guy, you know what I mean? He made some good draft picks that like went on to do stuff. I feel like, but He'll never get the credit, I feel. No, definitely not. I mean, he's in, he's the one in that first draft with McDermott, too. And that's like, that's people always give that credit to Beat and everything. I think that that's a great point because that really, those teams like started the culture with the, and then the Bakula's taking over during that time and everything. And just everything that they've done around that team in the last 13 years, it really starts with those Gailey teams and everything else, like the, to bring back some excitement to the team because those Duran years were really just like, we joke about it, but they were down, just they were not a fun yes. team, but they weren't bad uh. to do anything like real. So the T, at least there was some excitement. And I feel like that kind of brought the energy back. And then we've kind of carried that through. And now, obviously, you see the love that. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets and still has he's you know he's whipping his shirt around going to yeah. the games in Buffalo and everything like there's clearly a lot of love there and I feel like that's kind of built the culture that we've we've got to now where everybody's like the Bills are the best fans in the, the NFL I get that from my friends from around the country all the time like all these people that want to see the Bills do well I feel like that was those teams kind of brought those feelings back up for people oh for sure I loved having Buddy Nix too I mean he was 
hilarious. They were just like, so, they were, I know they were so funny. Just the two old southern guys with their yeah, eyes. yeah, yeah. Love football. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. All right. So before we I let you go here, we'll get you out of here, but we gotta get some Bills Commanders talk. We got a game on Sunday. Sure, yeah, of course. Two and O Commanders. Uh the Bills are traveling there. Um, we talked about the defenses. The Jets defense might be the best defense the Bills play this year. Raiders definitely not going to be the best defense the Bills play this year, but that defensive line for Washington is dominant. Uh, Deron yeah. Payton hurt the tackle this week, so that's a big loss for them if he doesn't play. But also just the Ron Rivera, Sean McDermott factor too. Obviously, coaching um, coaching against in you know he's in the organization with him before. They have a lot of familiarity there. So what are you expecting? It'll be a. It's always. I hate games at Washington. I feel like, you know, that crowd is there. They're just dying for a winner there and they get, it feels like it's so rowdy there. I feel like the games are just messy and it's going to be more of a rock fight than we should expect, especially with that D line. But what are you uh, expecting? Yeah. The weather is supposed to be pretty garbage too. Like a hurricane's moving through there. So that could, that could, I mean, in the thing that like scares me about McDermott and I thought it was a Leslie Frazier thing. And the whole thing, I have like a conspiracy about the Leslie Frazier like exiting thing. I feel like he was such a respected coordinator and coach that they didn't want to just, you know, publicly be like, you're fired. Mm -hmm. So they let him do this whole thing like I'm stepping away. That way it's like he gets to save face. It's that kind of thing. And then because otherwise they would have. And then McDermott was probably like, I'm going to call the plays on defense and this is the way we can do this. And he really put his his balls on the table by being the one who calls the defensive plays. Because I feel like if we if we somehow miss the playoffs or like do regress in a way where we don't win the division and maybe we go to the wild card game and we lose, I feel like that's that could be like McDermott's undoing. And the other thing that I that scares me about him is every time he plays one of his mentors, like usually it's Andy Reid that we see this. I feel like he thinks he has them pegged and they know that he thinks they have them pegged. So they do the, this something different. Like I remember the first time McDermott coached against Sandy Reed, it was, I feel like the chiefs ran all over us, which they never mm-hmm. would do. Cause you know, Mahomes is throwing it all around game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I feel like, you know, since then, you know, McDermott's gotten the better of Andy Reid here and there during the regular season. Uh, but I feel like he still kind of like gets a little more in his own head. So mm-hmm. I don't know what he'll do against Ron Rivera. Maybe there's even more familiar familiarity because he was kind of more of a higher up guy in Ron Rivera's staff. And uh, Bean obviously knows Ron Rivera. So maybe like the familiarity there is is even more so. So they'll have a little bit of a better time with them. But um, yeah, I, I mean, like uh, we'll see how our defense reacts to their offense because Brian Robinson has been running all over people. Sam Howell's pretty awesome. I I I, I kind of wish I had Sam Howell in fantasy. I was telling my draft the whole time I was singing his praises, but I just couldn't couldn't take him that you know early. But I think they have some new life with the new ownership too. Like you were saying with their fans, hopefully the hurricane drowns them out. And they, uh, you know, get waterlogged and decide not to come. But there is, like, new life to that fan base for sure now that there's new ownership and everything. Yeah, that's the – that's. The, I mean, the Commanders already won this year. They don't need to win any more games. They already won by yeah. getting Snyder out of there. So the vibes are definitely higher than they've ever been. I'm also a big Sam Howell guy. People 
don't talk enough about that. He before last year, he was good or a couple years ago, he was like projected number one pick. He was supposed to be the number one pick. I mean, in my Madden uh, thing, he was he went number one overall. I forget who yep. it was too, but yeah, he was the number one projected guy. And then he somehow went in the fourth round. It's crazy. Yeah, they had a really they just had a really bad year in North Carolina. He had some injuries, and then he's like smaller a little bit. So then all the knocks start coming out rather than the hype up. And I think he he's spinning it, man. He looks there's some throws I've seen on some film Twitter the last couple of days, and I'm like, wait, what is he really doing that? And I love their yeah. receivers too. Like I'm a big Jahan Dotson fan. I think he's awesome. McLaurin's good. They've got great skill guys. I think this is going to be, it's going to be a close, it's going to be a stressful game. Like it's going to be a, that's the thing. It's going to be a real nuisance kind of thing where it's Mm -hmm. like a, like a annoying game for sure. And I feel like, I feel like the under is probably going to occur, but again, it's going to be sloppy. And I, I hate our run defense more than like, I think our weakest point is our run defense. And it has been this entire, like, era of the bills and i mm-hmm. again i thought it was a leslie frazier thing but then watching Brees hall run all over us was a little you know it goes this is happening still yeah i'm i'm sincerely worried the thing i'm worried about with that run game specifically is that they let up some big chunks and they always have like that Brees hall run but it's just like the speed in the secondary too like Hyde and poyer like i know they're they're great but they're old too like and it's a, you, when teams get to that second level they can get 10 extra yards because of that. And next week, the two fastest players in the league are coming to town too. So, I mean, there's, yeah, these are the things that's the biggest thing I'm definitely worried about with the defense is the speed. And I think that that's how the run game gets through. If they get through that first level, there's, it's, there's a lot of opportunity to get more yards for those guys because that secondary just isn't as quick and athletic as other secondaries are. They're smart. They're probably the smartest secondary in the league. And the scheme is always, you know, shored up for them, but it's just, the, the, the Jimmy's and Joe's sometimes you got Brees Hall running out there and you see him running past everybody, but Christian Benford. It's like, okay, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a little concerned with that. And there's no Terrell Bernard maybe this week either. So we'll see what, you know, AJ Klein, I guess, or Terrell. Dodson. Yeah. He's coming like, back off the couch. Uh, AJ Klein. <laughs> I mean, if it, I guess he just knows the system, we can plug him in, but yeah. it's like, really we're doing this AJ Klein thing again. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you think about, uh, about, uh, white uh tredavious white i mean i feel like i you know what was odd to me was like they showed how long they've been in the league it's crazy to me that tredavious white is a seven-year veteran at this point like Mm -hmm. i feel like he just got here and i feel like he was hitting his potential but the injury obviously set him back a great Mm -hmm. deal and i wonder if he'll ever be the same especially now that he's been in the league this long Mm -hmm. i'm with you completely i don't i think that he was in the conversation for like a top five corner in the league before the injury on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. And yeah. he didn't look like that last year. And he's, he's looked better this year and I don't, but he does not look his old self for sure. No. This is going to be the biggest test. I mean, obviously next week will be a bigger test, but so far this season, you know, they've got weapons. Powell is going to be play better than Garoppolo or Wilson. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so yeah. It's going to put, which is weird. Up. I mean, Zach Wilson was in that same draft as Sam Howell, wasn't he? Yeah, that was because I remember Zach Wilson cropped up. Who else was in that draft class quarterback wise? Because I remember Zach Wilson popped uh, up there and I was like, was that Malik Willis? No, that's the Lawrence. That's Lawrence and Fields and Jones and all them. So, yeah, he went ahead of Fields and Mac Jones in that spot. Yeah, that's right. Okay, And Sam Howell was 
supposed to go ahead of all these guys and somehow yeah. wow and he might be one of the better ones out of them for sure now looking at fields and i guess trevor lawrence is the reigning supreme but he went number one overall as he should have so yeah. we'll see how it goes but i think sam howell his legacy will end up being better than zach wilson's and and the others of that draft I I agree. I, I we, this is that's what we're ending on is Sam Howell love. We are both. <laughs> but uh, give me a score prediction before we go out. It's a. Oof, it's a I'm gonna you, think it's gonna be a under. I don't check the lines or anything yet. Forty three and a uh, half is the is the over under six and a half point favorites the Bills are on the road. So I think it's gonna be like a seventeen ten game, Bills. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking twenty to seventeen. I'm right. I'm right there with you. You got a Bills cover though. I I will. I'm, yeah, I'm, I picked the Bills to cover. Yeah, <laughs> I do in my pick my picks pools. I never. I can't ever do it. I see that Bills logo and I'm like, nah. I got to tell you, I miss the days when because I used to just take the Bills money line like every time, but we were always plus. You know what I mean? So yeah. it'd be like an underdog situation. The best one because it was a weird like spectrum thing like this like as the bills got better that first year with josh allen we were always underdogs plus money and we would win and then as you know it progressed obviously we became favorites and vegas like caught up with us and it started becoming the minus but the best one that i had the peak of it all was josh allen's first game against the vikings where he oh, jumped over uh neil hunter and uh or or bar or whoever anthony yeah. bar i don't remember which one he jumped over but we were plus 800 to win that game money line and i took it and i had like eight dollars left in my account at the time and i put it on the plus 800 and i was like thank god let's go we're back it was the best bet i ever made i wish i had more money in my account at the time i was poor back then <laughs> hey but that eight by 800 definitely helped out no matter yeah what. yeah yeah hell yeah <laughs> That's a that's an awesome yeah that's we did we are not gonna have that for a long time with Josh no underdog opportunities no um, no no that's funny I never even thought about that I would have been do if I was I didn't start betting in earnest probably 2015 16 I probably would have been ripping everything yeah bills like oh wait they're definitely winning this one that, that I'm sure people had that Patriots one in 2011 at some point and they were loving it the same way you were loving oh my it. god I wish I didn't bet back then either but boy oh boy that. <laughs> Fitzpatrick game. I, I I lived in Cleveland during that game, and I cried in my apartment when we won that game. Like, I remember like being so sad that I wasn't there. And I actually wrote like a blog for I forget what website it was. I don't even know if it exists anymore. But I wrote a blog about how it made that game like made me move back to Buffalo from Cleveland. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. I didn't even get to watch that game. I was driving home from Rochester for a hockey game. So I had Murph. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite Bills memories though, because it was just all radio. I'm just hearing Murph and Kelso the whole time. And just, you just hear the roars of the, of the intercept yeah. happening. And like, that was like, just amazing not to see it like you don't even hear Murph say interception you just hear the cheering and then yeah. I'll never forget the Drayton Florence interception specifically the second one specifically Drayton Florence what a name <laughs> can't, can't forget it now but hey thank you so much Josh for joining this is hey thanks for having me pleasure yeah um go Bills that's what we got go Bills, go bills. oh yeah go Bills dude thank you anytime let me know I'll be 